Welcome to the Plant Rich Podcast, where we enter together into the web of life in all of its many seen and unseen dimensions. I'm Erin Schrader, owner of the Rebel Herbalist, and it is my honor to hold this portal to the other world. Let's enter, shall we? It is 73 degrees in Pennsylvania today. We are in February. Our temperatures should be in the 30s and 40s, maybe 50s on a warm day. We are experiencing a global warming event leaving, leading to instability in the polar cap which will be bringing extremely cold weather in the next few weeks the flowers are starting to bloom the trees are in bud The birds are singing their spring songs. The crows are nesting. This is all early. Early compared to what we're used to. How will we adapt to all of this change? How will humans adapt? How will trees adapt? How will the birds adapt? The ecosystems we find ourselves in have evolved over long periods of time with incredibly intricate relationships, interspecies relationships, the hatching of bird offspring at exactly the same time as the emergence of larval species on a particular tree that is native to that area that those hatchlings depend on for their survival. That whole finely tuned orchestra is collapsing. And the rate of collapse is accelerating. We know this And we have known this for decades. And we continue to ignore it. I've spent years of my life in an unrelenting grief over the powerlessness I feel as a human who is undoubtedly contributing to this collapse without any clear sense of how to help steer us back on course. I don't know if you can hear the really loud engines in the background here where I am, but the people of my hills here, we are country people. And so when the weather gets warm, we take out our motorcycles and our ATVs and our pickup trucks and our convertibles 
and we rev our engines and we blow off steam from being cooped up. And it's such an illustration of the ways that we've adapted to modern life are so destructive to the rest of the web of life all around us. And we don't even see we don't want to see. A huge part of my work now is healing trauma, my own trauma. And I'm leaning heavily on the work of Dick Schwartz and his method called Inner Family Systems. In the Inner Family Systems or IFS model, we imagine that there are parts of us that have developed over time, often in response to trauma. And these unique parts take on unique roles to protect us from further pain. Some parts are really protective, guardian parts. We call those managers and firefighters. Some parts of us are exiled parts and they protect the parts that are too tender and vulnerable to exist in the world, the needy parts of us, the parts of us who need um, a lot of support and care, some parts that might need physical touch or nourishment. The geese are returning. Can you hear them? Only two, just a pair of Canada geese. And their call doesn't sound quite right. It sounds like an alarm call instead of the casual call of the migra migratory flight. There is such a frenzied energy out here today. It just feels like the air is filled with electricity in a really unstable and dangerous kind of way. And now a murmuration of starlings flies over. And I can't even hear them over the roar of engines of my neighbors. I can feel the parts of me inside recoiling. My own traumatized self is feeling threatened and activated by this cacophony of chaos on this deceptive spring day. Above me is the barely visible new crescent of the moon from her place in the sky where she watches over all the goings on of earth and just like inside each of us are all these parts clamoring for our attention clamoring to have their needs met clamoring for control and power the moon looks down on earth and sees all of her parts clamoring 
those who believe in endless progress and that we can continue to turn the world into natural resources to fuel our revving engines. Who cares about the orangutan? Who cares about the red knot bird? Who cares about the manatee? As long as there's enough fuel to rev my engine on a false spring day. I used to grieve really hard about this. But in order to survive and raise my children, in order to be functional for them, I've had to accept it. We are not choosing to change course. We are running full throttle towards the cliff's edge and we are not veering away. And so more and more I just accept that I will be one of the last generations to have ever seen a tiger or an elephant. One of the last generations to have ever seen coral blooming in the ocean or swim with a barracuda. That instead people of the future will visit museums I don't feel like this makes me pessimistic or depressive or melancholic. I feel like it makes me present and alive and grateful for all the beauty that still exists. As I said, I've abandoned the delusion that I can change this on my own. But what I can do is drink it up and invite my children to drink it up and point it out to people so that we can love all that's still here before it's gone. And much of it will be gone. More of it is gone every year. And by it, I mean species diversity, plant species, insect species, animal species, human cultural differentiations, languages, cultural memory. I feel like I'm standing at the edge of the cliff with all of my kin. And my instincts are screaming. This weather today has my gut screaming the sound of those geese, the aggression and the venting energy of my neighbors. There is a volatility and an instability now that is so confronting. So how do we move through this? In the inner family systems model, 
a wise self begins to emerge. A self that acts to integrate the disparate parts so that they can start to hear each other and constellate around a central idea, a central identity, a central set of values and behaviors. We have old stories that remind us of that kind of self. The stories of Arthurian legends, a part of the whole that steps forward to lead us in integrity and honor and right action. All of our great spiritual traditions speak of teachers and sages and prophets who step forward to lead the rest of us to help us constellate around a common, unifying moral code, ethical code. Today, the parts of us that are stepping forward are not calling us to ethical or moral unity or behavior that is life-giving. They're calling us with war cries this is a time of solve in the alchemical tradition, a time of coming apart. We are tearing it apart with our hands. We are breaking it apart with our wills. This is not a time of building. This is a time of breaking. But what we can do, each individual, is to find this self within us that is healthy and whole, that is compassionate and curious, that is kind. And do as much as we can to live from that place so that we can be a sanctuary for others and for ourselves through the breaking times. Last summer, I held a small sparrow in my hands as she left this world. I couldn't save her, but I could be with her. I feel like these next few decades are going to call forth a lot of that kind of wisdom. That maybe we can't stop the breaking, but we can ease the suffering in the midst of it all. There may not be a return of Arthur or of Jesus or of the Buddha or the Tara. We might be on our own in this time of breaking. The intergalactic community may not come to help us And if we are alone, if we are the ones we've been waiting for, who do we need to be now? How do we need to show up now? We are all traumatized because we 
don't exist within systems that support us when we're overwhelmed, family systems or other kinds of systems. And so we all carry some kind of trauma. And I really believe that whatever we can do to address our own trauma, help find resilience and compassion for ourselves, will give us the tools to be resilient and compassionate in our communities as things come apart. And then when the time comes to rebuild, to put things back together, we'll have had a lot of practice. In some parts of the world, like Turkey and Syria, in the aftermath of the most massive earthquake in modern history, things have literally come apart in the most devastating ways And now today with the mudslides in Brazil, there will be more of this, this coming apart. Who do we need to be for these times? Disassociating, numbing, and being blind to them will not make us resilient. What skills do you need to be resilient? What connections do you need to be resilient? How can you lean into your community? What do you have to offer your community? And do they know that you have these skills to offer? We are magical people. We have survived the world coming apart many times. Never on this scale that I know of. But we know how to go to ground. We know how to get our hands dirty. We know how to show up for each other and how to do it in ways that are invisible when they need to be. What do those skills look like in your life? And are you ready to use them? What would it take for you to be ready to use them? And to be clear, These questions are more rhetorical because we're never ready. When we had the accident out here last June, I have all kinds of skills as a nurse to respond to tragedy and threat to life. And I still wasn't ready. I went and I helped, but I didn't feel ready. I felt terrified. And it's okay to feel terrified and to help anyway. We don't have to feel like we have it all figured out or we know all the answers. We just need to show up and do our best. And know that none of us really want this this great coming apart that's happening. The architects of power want this, I think. But your neighbors don't want this. Your crazy uncle doesn't want this. Not to the level that we're going to see. So how can we find compassion for each other and for ourselves? and drink up the beauty that is still here. That is how we honor this good earth 
and our kin that are plants and animal and bird and fish. We honor them by seeing them, by loving them, by helping them however we can, and by not turning away. So if you're feeling this chaos swirling where you are today, this cacophony, if it feels dangerous where you are today, I hope you can find safety for yourself, even if it's just in your breath or your feet flat on the ground or a comforting meal or the caress of a loved one or kisses from the dog or a good book, a warm cup of tea, that there's some small comfort for you that helps you feel safe as all of this wild breaking down swirls around us. I'm about to tuck into a book with a cup of tea and give my heart a rest. I've been grieving so much today and for the past few weeks. May our grief and our fear feed the compost that will bring something new in the building times. To further support my work, please consider joining our community at patreon.com slash the rebel herbalist. Here you will find plant herbaria, deep sharings about the journey with plants and people and a space for you to ask your questions and share your own journey with the plants. If you're not able to join us on the Patreon community and you still want to be in support of our work, please consider sharing this podcast with others or liking and following our pages on social media, Instagram and Facebook. Thank you for joining me for the Plant Wish Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Schrader. I'm an herbalist, a mother, a holistic nurse, and a practitioner of the ancient ways. You can connect with me between episodes at therebelherbalist.com or on Instagram and Facebook, The Rebel Herbalist. Thank you for joining me, and it's time to come back to life.